This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Uh, this week, we're actually going to discuss something that came up during our mic shootout, which, of course, included all of us, plus the, uh, uh, I think, a Grammy-nominated uh, record producer, engineer, songwriter, musician, Jeff Silverman. Mm. Uh, we came to a few interesting conclusions, and I think one of them was that the NTG4, as a shotgun mic, was a pretty good replacement for a 416 as far as taking one on the road, and you don't want to lose your 416. This t- ended up being a discussion on a Facebook thread um, that actually made me think, we do these shows, you guys offer all this amazing information for free, and then you get people kicking back saying, you know, oh, we disagree, we disagree, and... All this misinformation. So, based on that, and after throwing Robbo under the bus, um, <laughs> it's time to prove the point. So, I've got both mics set up, and during the show, I'm going to switch between the two. And uh, one will be an NTG4, and one will be a 41.6. But, George, you've been recommending the NTG4, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, based on the results of, of our shootout, which I thought was a pretty good shootout... Um, you know, I was impressed with its ability to replicate a 416 pretty closely and um, do so much more closely, I think, than its brother, the ten, at the NTG3, um, which was clearly from a mechanical or from a, what do you call it, industrial design standpoint, was designed to be exactly the same size as a 416. Um, and I just got off the phone with a client who has a 416, 416. And she has the road tube, the shipping tube, which I think was designed for the NTG3. So I said, you know what? Go give the NTG4 a try. This might be the perfect stunt mic for you for traveling abroad and, you know, keeping your $1,000 Sennheiser back home safe. So she's going to give it a try. And I actually told her to try it with the low cut switch on being a female voice. I thought maybe it would work out a little bit better for her. So... I'll find out, hopefully. Although in our in our shootout, didn't didn't the NTG four sound a lot closer to the four sixteen when we turned that switch off? It did for sure on Andrew's voice. It was too the roll off was a little too aggressive. Mm. But on a female voice that was not a deep, rich voice, more of a you know youthful voice. It you know you want to do anything you can to reduce rumble and garbage from your environment, and it could be helpful. But I said, you know what? I won't judge until you try it both ways. I'll send me a recording and with the with the settings in different positions. We'll find the one that works the best for for you. I'm trying to remember the uh, the shootout, and I do remember the the other road, the the NT one, NT one. I remember that one being kind of remarkably close to the 416, and and I, re- I remember being kind of stunned about that because there's such different physical designs. Yeah, totally. They really had a, I mean, even more similar. If I remember right, that one was even more similar than the uh, mm-hmm. um, NTG4 sonically. I know that, you know, from a rejection point of view and the way the, you know, the hypercardioid pattern works out. But I do remember walking away from that going like, wow, that mic sounds like that mic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is what we, did, what we did after the show was I sent you a copy of the NTG4 with the high boost on. Uh, that's what I sent to you, George, to have a listen to, I think, because we didn't do that in the mic shootout. But that was when we right. kind of went, you know, this actually doesn't sound that dissimilar to a 41.6. I would not be surprised if in the lab they had a 416. To make it like a 41. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they said, okay, our capsule is more flat. So 
to get a little bit more of that sheen of the 416. It has sort of an 8K presence boost or something. Then we'll just put this button here. And uh, it does a pretty darn good job of simulating it. Yeah. I, I look at, you know, you can hear it. There is a difference, but I don't think it's anything that's going to be that difficult for an engineer who's yeah. got, you know, half his chops down to, to match, I wouldn't have thought. Well, and there's a lot of differences. Like, the whole point is the huge difference in price. And yes. So, so there's there's going to be physical differences and sonic differences, but I think the point was that for a microphone that has similar purpose, it can compete well with the 416, yet you know, be far less costly and therefore you can go travel right. with it with less stress. And at, and at the same time, it, it sounds more like the 416 with the high boost on than the NTG3 does, which does not have any boost setting. Um, so sort of out of the box, you know, you're going to get a closer for, sound to the 416 with that NTG4 as a result. Or the, the NTG3 is a great sounding mic. But it does not sound like the 416. It's a, it's, a, no. it's a warmer, more rich, lower end heavy sound. Just totally different. Andrew, and I if I may ask, in this in this thing, do you have that high boost switch on? I, I do. I don't know if you're on that mic or not, but you will have that high boost switch on for the. Uh, I I do have the high boost switch on. That is correct. I'm picking that you've switched mics a couple of times already. You'd be correct if you were mm. guessing that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Which one am I on now? That's the question. Speak to it's, me. Um, okay, which microphone am I on? Is it the NTG4 uh, or the? I'm going to say the Sennheiser. Correct. <sighs> yeah. Well picked. <laughs> what would you have said? You chose wisely. <laughs> anybody? Any, anybody think it was the the um, road? Have you George? been on the road during this test so far? Yeah, yes. he switched back and forth once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, George, you sounded like the dejected schoolboy then. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, really? Did I miss that? God I wasn't damn. paying attention then, was I? I'm, I'm, and you're the guy with the good ears. Just like, oh man. Well, you have the you have the Rode NTG4 on f low. The low cut is off, correct? And the high uh, yeah, boost that's is off. On. Just the high boost is on. Yeah, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it does a good job. I think uh, even when it's flat, the 416 has just a touch more low end thickness you know whatever just a little bit more it's that crunch in the top end too that we've always talked about too i think with the yeah the thing Sennheiser. that makes it cut through everything yeah, yeah but yeah. what is what is that that makes it cut through well, you and i were talking yeah you and i were talking about this <laughs> before we started recording andrew yeah. was like you know whoever picks that will pick the thousand dollar question i think because who, you know if another microphone company figures that out especially road by the sounds of what you're you're doing right now if they figure out how to yeah. get that crunch up there they'll be I, I think you'd be lucky to pick it I, I I think I think that crunch has to do with the tube and also like one really important thing to realize is that the the 416 is an RF microphone and I don't think the road is although maybe we can do a quick Google search to see but it's a very unique process that Sennheiser uses for their entire MKH series. I don't. I, are you guys familiar with it? I've heard no. of an RF mic, but I don't fully understand what yeah, makes yeah, an RF mic different from a traditional condenser. I'll explain. Let me see if I can explain it because it's a little bit geeky. An RF microphone has a carrier frequency, and the capsule capacitance varies the carrier frequency, or it modulates it. 
so that then another part of the microphone demodulates that, and that's your signal. It's a lot like an FM broadcast. Wow. And this is what makes the M- the MKH series so great in weather and other things, because it's not prone to the same issues that a microphone that's sensing the just the direct waveform off the capsule instead of modulating a carrier frequency. And I'm sure someone's going to say I'm completely wrong, but that's the rough idea of how an RF microphone works. It's like an internal radio broadcast inside the mic. Well, if, if someone says you're wrong, we'll do a podcast about that. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Looks like two crosses are going up. But, um, well, that's a so, great explanation. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so with uh, Rode microphones, they're not RF, is that what you're saying? I'm looking at their specs right now. Uh, you know, I believe they're tradition. I believe, based on at least the specs, that it's a, it's a traditional, a traditional uh, condenser style capsule mic. Um, yeah, and and they're both condensers. It's just how it senses the waveform of yeah. the of the audio, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wow. RF process must impart some kind of distortion, as you're saying. To the it, it might like yeah I I don't know really for sure where the distortion that is definitely there in the in the MKH four sixteen sorry forty one six um it's a it's one of those like good distortion things but um I think it has to do with possibly the RF and also with the it I mean literally it's an interference tube right. and so the the road does have the interference tube that's the right. acoustic construction of the microphone. Um, I think there might be some stuff in there too, but they I mean, can't I think it's be the notable same. to say they, they can't physically no, they be can't. the same because Sennheiser has you know that stuff is patented. Sue the pants off them. Yeah, yeah. they cannot exactly. exactly duplicate it. You know, so they do their best to emulate it. You know, with their own engineering, but you know it's going to be similar, very similar, not just exactly the same. So, what's the point we're trying to prove? No. It is it's not a good exactly mic that you can the freaking use. same as a no. 41.6, <laughs> yeah, but right. it is pretty dang close for yeah. a third the price. You know, go to, yeah. go go ask Joe Schlepp in the street to pick one or the other, and I don't reckon anyone would. I and if you, I'd tell I you one one way of doing it is if you didn't A B them, you just sent off a file from one of the mics. Mm. I doubt very much if any engineer would go. Have you changed your mic, or have you done anything, or what is that? Right. I, I'd be look. I'd be surprised. I mean, there is a difference, obviously, and yeah. I, I think the main difference is, like Robbo said before the show, it's about gain. Because I know the four one six or forty one six is very loud in comparison, mm-hmm. and uh, has more of that bottom end as well. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't the shootout be? You know, you have to do a, a commercial or whatever of a voice voice something, and you do it one day with one mic. And you do it the next day with the other mic. Yeah. And the question is, how hard does that engineer have to work to make it seamless? Yeah. You know, does he yeah. have to just adjust the EQ a little bit? And my guess is that he probably doesn't have to work that hard to make a, a you know the road sound like like a four sixteen. No. Yeah. In in practical terms. Another little thing that the NTG four has in specs is power options. Like the four sixteen, I know from experience, really like it. Really wants forty eight phantom like it does not like to be starved on the voltage and the ntg4s can run on 12 24 or 48 volts so sometimes these portable interfaces the usb ones they don't really put out 48 you know they put out 24 or something and so the ntg4 will be more forgiving so that's another maybe a little advantage that it has so the conclusion is 
Conclusion is uh, where that you're right. You can professionally use a road, and you can you can match it, Robbo. Uh, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt, without even trying, I could tell you that you'd match it without too much fart assing around. Cool, beautiful. Well, there you go. So, uh, crucifixion to the left. <laughs> here, here uh, just bear with me for a second. Um, we have here road RF biased shotgun black. What is this? Road NTG three. Yeah, the three. I believe it's yeah. RF biased technology. They do do the RF thing. Yeah, look at go. that. Yeah, they try. At least that, the NTG three. That's their NT. That's their MK four sixteen. You know, that's the what they yeah. built to be similar to, but it's tonally not like it's balanced no. differently. And I think that's when the when they made the four, they thought, well, now's our opportunity to to try to get that sound maybe and that's I've, it's rare to find a mic that has a high boost button you know that's pretty rare you know low mm. cut definitely more popular so it really had something in mind you know when they when they added a high boost button because why yeah. would yeah how why would you normally ever need to do that on a mic you know you, you do it in post why would you need that's to boost right. the high end so yeah. they were really trying to emulate the sound of something what else would it be? I mean, I can't imagine any other iconic mic. Well, the only thing I can think of is if you've got the mic in a cat mm-hmm. and you're doing field work. That's a good Maybe point. you want the high boost for that. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. If it's in a really pole heavy cat. windscreen, pole cat, dead cat, whatever you like to call those things, <laughs> you know, it does attenuate the high end a bit, dog. so that would compensate. It's a good point. Yeah. Yes, I don't mean a real cat, Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird and creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to find out if the NTG4 is specifically an RF design or yeah. not. I would be shocked if it was for that price. That's true. Yeah. Well, the only other lesson um, to be learned from this episode yeah. is if you come across Andrew Peters on Facebook, stay away. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to bring out his boys. His boys are going to come out and come swinging. Yeah. Whatever you Joe do, don't Man. cross him. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Arrivederci. That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Yeah. Trump.